0: The Gators Fan Podcast, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Joining me this episode is Blake Alderman from Swamp 24-7. And a uh, busy time for Blake and the guys at Swamp 24-7 with the Junior Day this past Saturday and the class of 2019 coming to a close. I so said we'll get Blake's thoughts on recruiting, uh, present and future uh, for these Gators. But before we do, remember, you can find Gators Breakdown on newsforjacks.com slash Gators Breakdown. There you'll find all the Gators Breakdown episodes as well as articles from the News for Jacks sports team. A lot of and day coverage in the Jacksonville area. Also covering the Gators and the Bulldogs and Seminoles and Hurricanes as well. So uh, be tuned, especially if you're in the Jacksonville area for uh, News for Jacks and Signing Day coverage. Also, catch Gators Breakdown on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Spotify, and when using those services, please share, rate, and review the show. You know, social media, follow Gators Breakdown on Twitter and Facebook, at Gators Breakdown. Blake, let's start with a look back this past weekend and then Junior Day for the Gators. The event was Saturday with a ton of talent coming into Gainesville, but before we get to all that talent, Florida picked up a huge need commitment in four star defensive tackle Johnny Brown. Uh what what are the Gators getting in him?
1: You know, I, I think the one thing that I really want to get is, is a good measurement on him. Uh he's listed as six two two fifty. I think he's probably closer to that just from seeing him walk in and out of the junior bay and, and and whatnot. But uh you know, I think this guy he's 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 really violent. You know, he, he gets back into the backfield he seems like he's tough to block uh you know he's kind of slippery and they're getting in and out of the blocks you know he seems like a guy who's really athletic and he's gonna live in the backfield just off the tape. you know I think this is a good get for Florida uh you know he's a guy that started off at uh Tampa Catholic uh worked his way over to Middleton, so you know I think like you said, Florida's gonna need you know a lot of bodies on the defensive line and, and so far they've added two quality guys with uh Johnny Brown along with Durbin Dexter. Um, So, you know, I I think it's going to be a big emphasis for Ford, and obviously early on things are looking really well on the recruiting front there.
0: Yeah, we know Brown, top 100, 98th-ranked player, uh, 7th-ranked defensive tackle, but is he a player we can see uh, that maybe move along that defensive line?
1: Uh, You know, I think so. I think that, you know, he kind of brings some versatility Um, You know, I think that, uh, you know, the the way Florida's defensive front works, I think that those are the kind of players you're going to see. You know, one thing Brown mentioned after was, uh, you know, playing defensive end was one of the things that uh, uh, new defensive line coach David Turner had mentioned to him. So, you know, I think that that's kind of the thing that you're going to see a lot of these guys that Florida gets. It's going to be those versatile guys that can move around as the defense kind of moves between the 3-4 and the 4-3. So, you uh, you know, kind of looking at Dexter, one of the things that he even said kind of to go to him is that, you know, they see him having the size to be able to move in the inside, but obviously he's, you know, 6'6 six, six, six a half six seven. so I think the end is more likely where he ends up. Um, you know, he can kind of compare to Miles Garrett, who uh, Coach Turner had uh, coach back at Texas A&M, so that's obviously, uh, you know, really lofty expectations for him to go to, but, uh, you know, I, I think so far Florida's got two guys that are very versatile up front.
0: All right, and so now on to the big targets that were on campus, and Blake, it looks like four-star quarterback Carson Beck will be decommitting from Alabama any time now. He was in Gainesville on Saturday, Miami on Sunday for their junior day as well. So with one quarterback already committed, the Gators are making Beck a priority and look to be in good shape right now. Absolutely.
1: You know, I think, like you said, it's looking very unlikely at this point to see Beck stick with that commitment to Alabama. You know, I'm I'm honestly, to be honest with you, you I'm a little surprised that he's still committed now. Um, But again, you know, I, I do expect him to not, Stick with them. I, I don't expect that commitment to stick there. Um, you know, like you said, Florida-Miami, I think those are the two obvious jump outs there. Um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, his relationships with Miami's new offensive coordinator from his time in Alabama obviously puts them in the mix. You know, he took a visit there. But, you know, this is a guy who's committed to Florida as a baseball kid. You know, this, this is a family of uh, Florida fans, obviously, in a very... You know, right there in Florida's backyard, like what, maybe an hour, 45 minutes away, tops, something like that. So, you know, this is a guy that has a big affinity for Florida. Um, You know, he really liked his visit. It seems like they are, like you said, prioritizing him. Um, You know, I know that it it seems like it's pretty well known right now that Florida is looking to bring in two quarterbacks this year if they're able to. Um, So, you know, I think that this is nothing but, you know, obviously Anthony Richardson you know, has been committed first. He seems fine with that. I'm talking with him at the junior day, it seems fine if Florida's going to bring in a second quarterback. I think Anthony is still very solid to Florida. I don't think that he's going to completely shut down visits. He mentioned hearing from some schools still, but, you know, overall, I think he's still very solid to Florida, and this just goes to show you that Dan Mullen is, you know, he's really trying to turn over things in that quarterback room and adding two top uh, arms there. You know, it's kind of bringing back the, uh, you know, the old Cam Newton, uh, John Brantley days there. So it definitely is bringing some buzz on the recruiting shelf for Florida.
0: All right, and perhaps the biggest target on the board and, and the fans want most is five-star running back from Lakeland, Demarcus Bowman. Blake, we know that Lakeland pop line is being reestablished for the Gators uh, and could come into play here for Bowman.
1: You know, absolutely. You know, I think that's one thing that every time I mention, um, let's not mention. Every time I talk to Demarcus about Florida, um, you know, he always brings up you know that that you know that tradition, you know that pipeline. You know, that's one thing that I think it's important to him. You know that you know people you know have gone to Florida from that school and have been very successful. So I think that that's something that really does weigh on his mind. Um, you know, the, the thing that I feel like with this is I think Florida has a lead. I think that. They they are the team to beat. Um, I think that Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State are some schools to watch there. Um, I think Clemson's probably the one that I would mention to watch uh, to watch closest. And he's taken I think three or four visits there, and you know as before they even offered, they just offered this last uh, visit he took there at the end of January. So, um, you know I, I do think that Florida has to lead, but this is the thing where. You just can't get complacent. You just can't sit there and kind of say, oh, you know, we're in great shape there. You have to continue to recruit this guy hard. This is still a five-star player. This is an elite talent, you know. This is a guy that – you just you can't let your foot off the gas pedal for – I don't expect Florida to do that. They obviously haven't yet. They continue to prioritize him. But, you know, I really like Florida's chances here. But, again, this is going to be, you know, your regular five-star recruitment where, you know, big boys are going to be calling this guy. So this is one where Florida's going to have to be ready for a fight. They're going to have to continue to fend off these schools and continue to kind of maintain this lead that it seems like they have.
0: And Blake, after a, a few years under Mackelway, I think, I think I think fans would take that right now because for for a while they weren't even in the conversation. So <laughs> you
1: know, it's good. To, it, I'm not gonna lie. It is good to say that you know, Florida is the team to beat for this guy. I feel like even writing things, I don't have to write that Florida has a lot of work to do here you know it's nice to actually be able to sit there and say that you know i think florida is the leader for this five star you know saying things like lead five star i'm sure makes fans very happy and you know the point is is that you know florida just has to continue to just keep doing what they're doing you know and i think that uh that, that, i mean they're in great shape here i um, mean he's got three teammates from the 2019 class florida's obviously recruiting his 2020 teammates only graham so there's a lot to like about florida here but i, I still think clemson is is very you know worth watching here
0: Oh yeah! And for the uh, the last week or so, we've heard about the potential interest in Georgia Tech offensive line grad transfer uh, Parker Braun. He was in town with his parents and his brother jo- Joshua Braun, who is also uh, a rising junior in the family. There's a, a lot of positive vibes going on around around this family and and both Browns right now.
1: Yeah, you know, definitely. I think that uh, from when I was at the junior day, it seemed like uh, the, the whole family's there—mom, dad, little brother. Like you said, they're all there. But you know. John Hevesy, I don't think I ever saw the family together without seeing Hevesy there talking to somebody or spending time around someone. This family really likes John Hevesy. You know, it's been kind of apparent from all the visits that Josh and his brother, have, or not his brother, his father, had both taken over the last year. I think they've been there like three or four times, something like that. So, you know, Ford is definitely in good shape for Josh. Um, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk to Parker afterwards. Uh, His family seems very good at, uh, you know, kind of dipping out on the media and, you know, not really big on, uh, you know, having their business out there, which is fine. But I think that the thing – Florida obviously is looking to boost their offensive line. And I think that, you know, adding a guy like that, you know, an all-ACC player, I think he has like 32, 33-some-odd straight starts for Georgia Georgia Tech. So, you know, this is a really good player. I think he's a guy that's going to boost up the interior part of the line. Florida had some guys – you know, obviously graduate, and some you know uh, Juwan Taylor, who's you know tackled as left, you know it gives you a chance to kind of shift some things around and maybe put together the strongest part when you add an elite guy to uh you know where you are already comfortable with, you know it can only be a positive sort of absolutely you know, has interest in adding him in there. I think a lot of schools are going to continue to keep in touch with him. I know Florida State has talked to him. Uh, Miami's talked with Parker. I've heard Texas has kind of been sniffing around there too. So, you know, I think that it's definitely – Florida's definitely in, in this picture. And after the visit there, it seems like Hevesy has really you know put it up an emphasis on getting to know him even better. And, uh, you know, I I think Florida is also the team to be for the little brother as well. Uh, Me and Luke Stampini, we put in uh, crystal ball picks before the junior day. So, you know, again, I think Hevesy is a big player in this recruitment. They're kind of a gritty, tough-knit family. You know, uh, the three brothers of offensive linemen, the dad has been an offensive line coach. So, you know, they kind of like someone who's going to be, you know, kind of rough around the edges. And that's obviously what John Hevesy kind of brings to the table. And, you know, his transformation on Florida's offensive line from last year, there's, again, a lot of likes about Florida here. It doesn't seem like Josh is in any kind of hurry to make a decision. I think spring, summer, maybe-ish, somewhere around there, could be somewhere You know, in a perfect world here. So you know, I, I really like Florida for both right now also.
0: Sounds good there with the, with the names we brought up there. But, Blake, any names you feel fans to really keep an eye on after this junior day? Because we, we hit on Beck, we hit on the five-star Bowman, uh, and some of the popular names with the offensive linemen here. But uh, they were stacked with talent in Gainesville this past weekend for this junior day. Who are some other names fans should keep an eye on moving forward?
1: You know, I think one guy that, you know, I feel like every time I talk to him, it seems like he's closer and closer to flipping is uh, four-star offensive tackle Isaiah Walker um, from down in Miami at Miami, New Orleans. Um, he's been committed to South Carolina for quite a while now, but, you know, he's, he's continued to visit Florida. And this past Saturday, he even went as far to say that, you know, I feel more comfortable at Florida than I do at South Carolina. Um, he then followed up with a, a really strong performance at the Under Armour Miami camp. He came in at, like, I think it was, like, 288, 285, somewhere around there at 6'4". Really athletic. I think this is a, you know, Florida signed seven guys on the offensive line in 19. So, you know, you can obviously be a little bit more picky with maybe adding some elite guys in 2020. And from that form, it looked like, you know, things are looking really well there. Um, you know, I think this is one guy that Florida can absolutely flip. And, you know, it seems like the more and more he visits, the more Florida – kind of wedges him away from South Carolina. So, you know, he, he left, said he has a tough decision to think about. You know, he's going to think some things over. Um, it's, it's, it's You know, it's been a little while since that junior day visit, so obviously he's still committed there. But, you know, I, I definitely think that this is one that's looking more and more like Florida is going to flip him. Um, so he's one to watch. uh four-star athlete, safety project, or prospect, excuse me, in Avante Williams at Deland High School. Florida just signed his teammate, in, uh, uh, Deontay Marks, In the 2019 cycle, Um, Avante, he's committed to Oregon and he's never visited Oregon. I don't think that commitment is is solid. I don't see that sticking. He's been committed to Miami formally, obviously showed up at Florida, brought his family, spent a lot of time around Ron English. That was a guy that he spent a lot of time with on the junior day visit. You know, I don't know as far as a timeline. He didn't want to do an interview afterwards. So I don't know as far as like a timeline of where things are going. But I definitely don't see that long distance in a relationship, especially when he's not even visited so far sticking. does does seem like Ford is going to make this guy a priority, and I think he's one to watch that fans will want to keep an eye on. Um, another guy to throw out there is Jacques Robinson. He's a three-star cornerback from Jacksonville-Sandalwood. He's sitting at just about – he's got to be close to about two dozen offers by now um Florida Offer a couple weeks ago, he was just there at Junior Day. He really raves about Torian Gray, and Torian Gray is going to be recruiting uh, Jacksonville for Florida. So he's going to have the luxury of having his position coach come see him every time that they're allowed to, they're on the recruiting trail. So uh, this is a guy that he's got Gray is going to uh, is going to be going after hard. This is a six two, one hundred eighty eighty two pound guy. He's a you know really man to man type coverage guy, which is what Florida really looks for in their DB. So you know, I think that that's another guy that Florida fans should keep an eye on as well. Torian uh, Gray certainly is. So fans, are. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, I'll trust him there. So there we go. <laughs> Uh, Blake Alderman from Swamp 24-7 joining me here on Gators Breakdowns. We now take a final preview for the class of 2019 and a few big-name targets uh, the Gators are in for. And, Blake, let's start with four-star quarterback Kyrie Elam. Uh, this is Florida's, you know, probably best chance to close with a highly rated target for the 2019 class. Florida, Georgia, Colorado a little bit now. Uh, it's a battle just a couple of days before uh, National Signing Day.
1: I really like where Florida looks there. I think if this has been a Florida-Georgia battle for quite a while, Colorado seems to be lingering in there somewhat with just an ability for him to be like the guy as soon as he steps foot on there. Family really likes Mel Tucker, who's a new head coach there that came from Georgia, was his main recruiter there. So I I do think that Florida, it seems more and more, as the closer we get to signing it, that he's probably going to pick Florida. But I do think that the Bulldogs are are the most likely otherwise pick there just because they've just been battling so long. But I, I really like Florida there.
0: Sounds good. And Chris Bogle uh, coming off a visit from Miami this past weekend. Uh, Blake, not sure the Hurricanes are in this one for the Bama commit. Uh, You know that the Gators are now looking for for a flip uh, from him from Bama to Florida. Um, If I had to guess, you know, I'll say a Bama Florida battle. But uh, yeah, I don't want to count out Miami just yet.
1: I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I, I I'm under the you know totally my opinion here. I've just done the assumption that. You know, this defensive staff for Miami is pretty much the same thing that it was whenever he didn't pick them on the Army game, whenever he picked Alabama over Tennessee, Florida. Um, he picked them over uh, Tennessee, Florida. Alabama was the pick. Uh, Miami was the other was the other school. And, I mean, this defensive staff is basically the same one that was there under Rick. So, you know, he told them no. Um, I think that after – you know all the turnover at Alabama. It kind of made him take a look at Florida, who's looking at him as that edge rushing outside linebacker type. And I think the fit in that defense really kind of the it is kind of a, has some staying power with him. And I think I'm with you. I think this is either he's going to stick with Alabama or he's going to flip to Florida. But the thing with Bogle is, you know, this was a guy that before he committed at the Adidas game, the day before it looked like Tennessee. He's telling the guys that are putting on the game, "Yeah, it's Tennessee. I'm going to go to Tennessee." Next day, he was already had his mind changed going to Alabama. So, I mean, this guy, I mean, he he can be all all over the place at time, and I think he's still torn. I think that he's still kind of mulling things over. And, you know, to put it best, I think it's kind of a coin flip, you know. I, I don't think he really even knows what's going on right now. I think he's still torn and thinking things over. I do think that Florida is probably the best team in the picture to flip him, but that's if they can flip him. I think that, you know, obviously Alabama has been great. Um, You know, he obviously picked there. Nick Saban is still at at, uh, Alabama. He had Charles Kelly, who is a big reason of why he liked Tennessee and why he originally even liked Florida State when you know Kelly was in Tallahassee. So, I think there are a lot of people that you know. If there's one guy that seems to have Bogle kind of sold, it's it's Kelly. So him being at Alabama, I think is is some way to you know say maybe a threat for him to stick. But you know, I, I think if I was a betting man and I had to pick. You know, which team had the best shot to flip in, it would be Florida. But I still think it's a tall task for the Gators to change his mind.
0: Okay, we all saw the uh, helicopter visit from Mullen to Mark Anthony Richards last week as uh, Mullen made his uh, last in-person pitch to get the athlete. Uh, Auburn's season there, Miami's in there as well. But it uh, looks to be a Florida-Auburn battle as this one uh, wraps up in a couple of days.
1: Yeah, I, I'm agreeing there too. You know, I think that if there is a wild card in there, I think it's Georgia. But I think this is more or less a Florida... Auburn battle I think for uh, excuse me Auburn has an edge there you know just a long withstanding relationship with Gus Malzahn who also recruited his older brother Amon Richard so you know I think that I think that the pick probably there I mean I haven't put in a crystal ball yet I'm still waiting closer to signing day I think I'm leaning more towards Auburn there for him though
0: all right and uh, Blake probably one of the craziest ones uh, here at uh, one times things Things look good for defensive lineman Charles Moore, and and since then, this one has taken many twists and turns. Uh, this is the one out of these four guys that seems the least likely right now. You know, very very slim chance the Gators get him, but with all the twists and turns that that has taken the last couple weeks, you know, I, I guess we never know.
1: I'm I'm with you. This is one that has been it's been a fun one. It's been interesting. You know, he leaves Florida; they're the leader. A couple of days later, South Sinceria leaves, and he kind of backs off. That takes a couple more visits. I think at this point now it's looking more like an Auburn-Mississippi State battle. He was formally committed to the Bulldogs, and, you know, after whenever he decommitted, he was pretty vocal about, you know, wanting to get out of state, get farther away, see new things and all this, so, you know, he visited LSU last weekend for an official visit. I don't see the Tigers being a threat. He was at Florida State the weekend before that. I don't see them a threat either. The parents didn't even visit Tallahassee or LSU, so... I don't see them as the threat there, but interestingly, after you know wanting to see new things, uh, more actually popped up on Sunday during the quiet period to uh, Mississippi State's campus with them being right there. So I think right now it's looking more like an Auburn Mississippi State battle. Florida seems to have kind of fizzled out there. Um, you know, like you said, though, it's been a really interesting battle, and you know he's also been one of those guys that can show that he's all over the place, but for right now, it's looking like a SEC West battle there.
0: All right, Blake, last question here. Uh, We mentioned Elam, Bogle, uh, Anthony Richards, and more just now. And, you know, Florida maybe probably gets one, two of those guys. If they don't get, you know, the number of guys here, is there any chance they reach out to anybody else, any surprises or Saturday day, or probably just save those scholarships for next cycle?
1: You know, I don't think there's going to be any kind of surprises there. You know, I think at this point, you know, Florida has – uh, an array of elite talent in the state of florida this uh 2020 cycle so you know i think for right now you know showing that they've got junior days going on and you know a lot of their visits on the recruiting trail near the end there will see 2020 and 2021 kids so it seems like they're kind of looking ahead with this you know the state of florida especially in gator areas that are kind of friendly to florida right now it seems like they're putting kind of uh starting to put a little bit more emphasis on that class as they you know try to lock down the state again
0: Sounds good, Blake. I know it's. I know you're busy, but what you guys got coming up on Swamp Twenty Four Seven next couple of days as we head to, uh, you know, the t- Class of '19 signing day and uh, getting it all wrapped up.
1: You know, just wrapping up, finishing up some more things from Junior Day. Just a couple more articles that we've had there with uh, some of the commits that were, you know, putting their recruiting hats on last weekend. Obviously, signing day will come up on Wednesday. We'll have a, uh, you know, some insider things go leading up, which is kind of the latest moves with, you know, how some of these things can tend to change, you know, hourly. Um, You know, we'll keep up to date that. We'll have big signing day coverage. We'll be at every, just about every announcement, at least in state. I don't think we're going to have anyone, at least from our site, at uh, Charles Moore, but we'll have, I'm sure somebody in that area will be there. Um, but we'll have all the guys uh, kind of locked down in state. We'll be at, have someone at Bogle, have some at uh, Mark Anthony Richards, uh, also Elam. I'll be at uh, Dewan Black, who'll be signing at 9 on Wednesday. So, you know, we'll have a, a pretty busy couple days with signing day. Obviously following, we'll have some... You know, some more coverage of, you know, breaking down everything from 2019, how we got here, and uh, obviously looking ahead to 2020 with junior days and that class already sitting at number four in the country, you know, so things are always moving on the recruiting trail for us. So it's definitely going to continue to be a busy couple days.
0: Uh right, Blake, thank you so much for joining us here on Gators Breakdown. Yep, yeah, anytime. So there we go. Uh, a lot to look forward to on the recruiting trail for the Gators for the 2019 class and, and the great start for the 2020 class. So, uh, how would this 2019 class finish? You know, of course, that is the big question. Uh, the class can already be labeled as a pretty good class, but the, now it's just how good can it be? Uh, there's a chance to finish with a bang with Elam Bogle and Mark Anthony Richards. Finish with those three, and this class is firmly in the top ten. Land two of them, gets kind of iffy, gets kind of questionable there. Um, but then, you, if you just get Elam, the negators probably kind of stick where they're at. Uh, maybe fall a little bit, uh, especially if Auburn is, re- is the team reaping the rewards of some of these targets we just discussed. But uh, you know, this is recruiting. You know, we can't forecast everything <laughs> in the recruiting world; can't be accurate on everything. Uh, but you know, it's just how it goes. As Blake mentioned, uh, these kids can change their mind from hour to hour, day to day. So we'll see. We'll see where it ends up. The Gators are in good shape, I think, uh, for you know a couple of these guys. But we'll see where it all uh, ends up with, you know, of course Elam I think is the best chance. I agree with Blake there. As I mentioned, it's just I, th- I think it is the best chance for the Gators uh, to get one of these targets. And I think Elam is that, is that target. You know, a lot of Georgia smoke from there in. But, uh, of course, I think, uh, I think it's just that. I think he's a Gator when that's all said and done. I think being able to be coached by Torian Gray, being in-state, being a Gator, I think is too much when it all comes down uh, to the end there for Elam. And I think he's a Gator on signing day. Bogle, I think, is the biggest question mark. I think it is close to a 50-50 battle, maybe a slight lean to Alabama uh, right now, just already being committed there. That The staff that is there is that they brought, as Blake mentioned, from Tennessee, there are still some connections there for Bogle and his Alabama staff. And you know, I don't ever want to count Nick Saban out either <laughs> for a player uh, that he really wants, but I think the Gators have a lot working for them as well. Uh, Really, really sold the academic part last week to, uh, to Bogle. He really enjoyed his visit, his official visit there with the one black uh, in tow, kind of leading him along uh, in the visit. I think he can see himself playing in the Florida defense uh, a pretty good bit. So I, I think, you know, ah, th- th- this one is the, the hardest one to get a read on, I think, right now. I think a lot points to Florida, a lot points to Alabama. But just a, as a prediction, I think I'll say he sticks with Alabama. But I, I'm not very confident in that. But if I had to say, if I had to pick, I think Bogle sticks with the Crimson Tide. And then Mark Anthony Richards, uh, I do think uh, Florida loses this battle uh, as well. I do think he goes to Auburn where he wants to be more of a running back. He wants to be traditional running back uh, more. If he comes to Florida, you know, it's kind of selling him more on that playmaker role. I don't – and this is not to make an excuse here – I don't think this is a huge need for Florida, especially if you get Bowman next cycle with Lee already uh, committed as well. Keep those two. Florida's got a stable of running backs uh, there. I don't think he can work his way into that rotation all too much. Not, not a slight on him, but Florida's already deep at running back. He may can see the numbers there, and he may can see what Florida's doing in the future as well. Uh, Auburn may just be a better fit, but perception wise, be a good pull for the Gators to be, to be able to pull him in here, and, uh, and I think he if he does come here, that means he's up for playing that wide receiver, playing that running back, playing that playmaker role, that athlete role, uh, it would be a huge pull for the Gators to get him away from Auburn. I know a lot of people are wondering why you go to Auburn with all the coaching questions around there. Well, you know, he likes the staff. As Blake mentioned, he's known that staff for a while. Um, we know Auburn has fumbled some things in the past with how they redshirt players and didn't know they read, uh, lost a red shirt to, to the previous players, so we'll see how it all plays out there. But uh, I think the connections to Auburn are just a little bit too much right now with how long they've been on him. But uh, I still wouldn't be surprised if he picked Florida, but it would be the biggest surprise to, uh, to me out of Elon Bogle and, and him, if he was to pick the Gators uh, and, uh, more so than the other two. So a lot of information here, of course, but all leading to National Signing Day and we will have a big episode on Signing Day here on Gators Breakdown. Signing Day episode. Uh, look, you know, we'll have it that night as we get to review all day everything that happened um, during the day. Hopefully, more than one commitment, but uh, you know, we'll see uh, there. So we'll go back to early Signing Day. What happens on Wednesday? What happens on National Signing Day? Combine it all. See where the Gators end up. Uh, build some needs, see what some rivals did as well, where the Gators ranked in the uh, SEC. Some of the key players also, we think, maybe could contribute early uh, for these Gators. Working on some guests still. Will Miles will definitely be on the show. Uh, still working on trying to get some other guests as well. But, you know, we'll see. Definitely just uh, Will and I for sure. And we'll see uh, if we can get someone else to join in as well, I'll uh, have the day off of uh, my normal job, so I <laughs> get to enjoy it. So, we'll be uh, on social media on Twitter all day, maybe do, do a periscope or so uh, along the way as well, taking some questions uh with how everything uh you know plays out uh, for the Gator. So, it should be a fun day uh, no matter where uh, no matter how it happens, uh, like I said, you know the class is already good, just how how good can it be? And that's where we'll uh, we'll break it all down uh, on our National Signing Day episode. Uh, wednesday night uh, here on gators breakdown i want to thank blake alderman again for joining me here from swamp 24 7. guys go there uh, for some great news you heard all the insight blake was able to bring uh, here on gators breakdown you can find even more of it on swamp 24 7. so remember check us out on wednesday national signing day review show we'll be looking at this class diving deep down into what the gators will be bringing for the class of 2019. i'm your host of gators breakdown david waters Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown.